Beautiful listeners, you know we love you, and we appreciate all the support you've given us to this point. If you would like to further support us in our art, in our effort to allow these wonderful conversations to continue to take place, head over to patreon.com slash inside the sound. beautiful listeners welcome back inside the sound this is michael and this is ryan r-y-a-n not r-e-n i really appreciate that we took the time to spell it because that particular name is difficult to spell i've run into a point in my life where somehow i don't know how to say my own name or i don't remember my own name i don't know if it's an identity an inner identity crisis maybe i don't know all right gypsy king um we have a special we have a special guest it is today. ryan by ryan the, it's ryan it's two ryan. syllables folks it's two ryan syllables. not ryan it's not ren like one r-e-n no it's not we gotta all right put the word out so folks we have a special guest with us joining us today um would you care to introduce yourself to our beautiful listeners sure um my name is cynthia tolson uh i'm a string player arranger um yeah Cynthia, Cynthia, Cynthia. Thank you for being here with us. Yay. Of course. Thanks for having me. Why don't we just jump right into it? Should we jump in? Since we had a slight delay. Slight delay? A slight slight delay. delay. A little problem. A little problem. Which led to a slight delay. Slight delay. Cynthia, how would you describe your beginnings with music? What's your, what's the point A for you? Um, so I started on piano, actually, um, when I was like three-ish. Um, there was just a great music teacher at the school I was at, and uh, my grandma played piano, and it kind of was in the family. So they started me off early with that. And then when it came time to choose an instrument for orchestra, I just chose violin because that was the first thing I saw, I think, and it stuck. Um, and I just kind of felt myself gravitating more towards that. Um, so that's the beginning. And so with the piano thing, uh, like, for me, I was forced to take piano lessons against 100% against my will. Was it like that for you since it was just in the family? Like it was kind of expected of you to to do it? I think so, but I think I definitely enjoyed it, um, you know, until you're a teenager and you, and you don't anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I got my first electric piano where you could, you could program stuff and... I had it in my bedroom, so I'd like go into practice, but really I had just recorded all of my scales and I would just push a button and they would play back. Um, I hope my dad's not listening. So, <laughs> like, wow, hey, dad. so they could hear you What's practice. Up? How's it going? Yeah. Shout out. Wow, that's, that's clever. I tip, I tip my hat to you. That's yeah. a- I, in a million years, would have never thought to do that. So that's brilliant. Yeah. So it's so early signs of greatness is what yeah. I'm hearing. Early signs of indicators. Early indicators. That was a huge indicator yeah. there. Yeah. I don't even think this dude could come up with something like that. <laughs> That's great. That's, That's great. Yeah. Uh well. Well, it's early on in the conversation and I am I'm quite impressed. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Most impressive. That really is. Um you said violin. It, it, was it really just because it was the first instrument that you saw or was there something about the sound or 
anything else? I honestly don't know. Um, I I think it just seemed for for whatever reason. I think I was like eight, so I think it just seemed like the right choice. And I'm also, you know, I'm very small. I'm like five one, so I think me with a cello would have even been a little ridiculous at the time. <laughs> and even now, um, so. I don't know. I, I do remember, though, that I almost, my dad loves to tell this story about how he found the permission slip to join orchestra, like, crumpled in the bottom of my backpack, like, the day before it needed to be turned in. So I almost wasn't a violinist. Wow. And, you know, he found it. <laughs> wow. Excuse me. Yeah, it's, um, I feel like most musicians have a moment like that where um it could have gone the other way totally yeah but it was meant to happen so it did yeah. i completely understand what you what you mean by not really knowing why you picked the violin because i don't really know why i picked the guitar like i just looked at it and it just felt right and i have no idea why and that's yeah. okay Right. That's, that's great, right. That's, that, I mean, ultimately, that's all you need. Yeah, I mean, it definitely feels like I never, to this day, I can't imagine, like, if I would have picked a wind or brass instrument, you know, that just, like, doesn't feel like. Uh, doesn't feel right. No, yeah, doesn't, not, nothing against any of, I mean, but it's just not me, somehow. Yeah. No, that's a real thing, uh, when it comes it's a good point when it comes to picking your instrument like it has to call to you in a way i feel like if like for me and the piano or you know you cynthia and the piano to begin with not that it wasn't fun right but you didn't feel that connection there so it just was never going to be right what it is with the violin right and i think that's why after a certain period i sort of jumped ship on piano and was more drawn to violin it so you were asking, like, what drew me to it to begin with? I don't know, but definitely at a certain point, it was like, oh, I can be so much more expressive on this instrument than I can on the piano. Right. That's come up, too, you know, the the picking your weapon. Hmm. Right. <clears throat> that was your that was your stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. Choose your fighter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. Some people like. Um, some people are going to pick Sub-Zero, right? <laughs> I was a Scorpion guy. <laughs> really? We just, we just got Mortal Kombat like two days ago. <laughs> cool. Ah, cool. Yeah, so. Heck yeah. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. I love that game. Well, at least MK Ultra 3. You know, it's been a while since back. we played that. I really didn't know you were a Scorpion guy. This whole, yeah, We've been friends true. like 16 years, dude. I'm you a never Scorpion guy. told me this. Yeah. So you're probably a Sub-Zero guy, aren't no, you? No, I'm a Scorpion guy. Oh, really? I'd kick your butt with a year to Kingdom Come, man. <laughs> you have no idea. Oh, I'm, wow. I didn't oh know. Oh, my gosh. I no, obsessively. Who, yeah. Who's your character since? Yeah, yeah. I don't know yet. Um, oh, you just... Okay. You know, we just are getting into it. I do like Scarlet Witch a lot. Scarlet Witch? Scarlet, is it Scarlet Witch? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a Marvel thing? Wait, no. It might just be Scarlet. <laughs> It might just be Scarlet, yeah. I don't know a lot of the newer, newer characters because, you know, I'm an old man and I've played that game a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll get back to you once once I play through all <laughs> I appreciate the feedback. Yeah, it's important. to People are going to be yeah. be on the edge of their seat. This is a Mortal Kombat podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's called Inside Go the Sound, there. but it's really a whatever oh, happens yeah. in the moment podcast. Correct. That's great. Nothing is uh, off limits here. <laughs> off limits? Nothing is off limits here. Nothing? Nothing. Nothing. Right. Except your snake hole lounge t shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you I'm, I'm glad so you glad you noticed. <laughs> so glad you pointed that out for our beautiful listeners so they can understand the depth of this man's t shirt collection. Goes yeah. deep, folks. Goes Tommy's deep. closet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, we were actually talking about rewatching Parks and Rec just because I don't know about you, Cynthia. It sounds like you've watched it. 
you you watch the whole thing and then every once in a while kind of like the office you have to come back to it and watch it again we we did a rewatch um when i say we i keep saying we it's my husband and i um and we just did a rewatch pretty recently so it's it's all fresh yeah <laughs> we'll get uh, some I snake juice in the pit. <laughs> we should <laughs> <laughs> Bye bye, little Sebastian. There's so many hits. Ah, uh, wow, that's a banger. That'd be fun banger. to perform, right? Wouldn't it? Heck yeah. God, yeah. Some special effects, pyrotechnics. <laughs> I think the pyrotechnics are necessary. Now I'm having like inspiration to do a a string version of Little Sebastian. Yes, that would be cool. Divinely inspired. That get right on that. That's amazing. Divinely inspired. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying, game recognize game. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, very niche. That would be a very. You know what's <laughs> funny though is. Uh, just to go off on a little tangent here, I'm sorry because I think it's it's really funny when I wear this shirt out, I either get a like, you know, like a, mm, I know what you mean, like I know exactly what that is, or I get a, what's what's snake juice, young man? What is a, <laughs> is that a, you know? Direct me to the snake hole lounge. Yeah, <laughs> what is, what is it? Snake juice. What is that? You just said snake juice. <laughs> My favorite reaction, he was wearing the Venom shirt. The what was the artist that drew that Venom? Todd McFarlane. Todd McFarlane with the tongue the tongue out, and he gets like Oh Larson, yeah. Oh, like grown men will just like stick their tongue out. Ew. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like make a venom face. Cause he's wearing the venom shirt. Like I've witnessed this craziness. Pre-cove. <laughs> i think people just been locked up in their houses for too long yeah that's what it is cynthia like we've just been locked up too much that's like, what it is want to get out and have fun as a people we're like caged animals yeah we kind of are i i went to my first like gathering the other day gathering yeah, like social gathering of, okay like, human beings that a few aren't me my husband and our cats you know <laughs> And I could just feel the anxiety. Wow. <laughs> so I, I feel like everyone is now as awkward as I've always been in social situations. Because everyone just has to like relearn how to interact with people again. It's pretty wild. That's true. I think it shows us Very how true. much of our interactions with other people were. We didn't actually know how to do it. Like it was just sort of the thing so we just did the things that other people did because it'd be people going to football games for decades and music <laughs> concerts for eons and right like we all just sort of do the things other people do and then when everything just suddenly you know changes, showering before you go out like yeah man that's one really that i'm <laughs> that's one for you in particular that i i miss the most when you used to shower more do you remember when we were like in our 20s dude and you were just i'm like bro can you just get up and shower and let's jam and he would just lay in bed all right I don't remember that, no. <laughs> I don't recall. I plead the fifth. I don't remember that. <laughs> you know, like, hey, man, take a shower once in a while, you know? Um, what was I talking about? Talking about You're so talking about how we didn't really know how we to socialize. Know. Anyway, I don't know. No allegedly. one knows how to socialize. I think, I think we really all thought we were more grown up than we really were. Like, as a society, as people, as human you beings. You know what it is, Cynthia? Tell me if you agree with this. Like, when it comes to especially huge social gathering like um part of the anxiety is what are people going to think of me like can i be myself do i have to pretend you know there's this like sure it's always been that way and it's like we really feel like that just needs to stop because it prevents authentic human connection when you feel like you can't really be yourself without being judged or you you're not like everyone else at the 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 party so therefore you have to play the part so to speak yeah to play the part of a, a normal human yeah exactly i've done that for way too long you're like when did you when were you when were you doing that but yeah it just gets old after a while it's like no one should be forced to do that yeah yeah it's, it's interesting it'll be interesting to see what what normal looks like you know? Well, yeah, there was a never point. a normal, exactly. and there never will be. 
Well, we just all think that there is because we're taught this in school and the constitution and all these things, <laughs> you know, like, listen, I love it all. I love, I love America. I love countries. I love teams. I love all that good stuff, but Except it's all football nonsense. Teams. You, don't like you know football. what, dude, you want to get on the football thing? We will get on the football topic right now and I will hold my own. He doesn't think I know anything about football. I'm like, bro, I grew up watching football. I, I just don't I like watching don't, it. When did I ever say you I don't just know don't like football. About okay, football. listen, I'm so sorry, Cynthia. We have to do this I break. Don't I don't like football just because of the game. It's not because I'm not man enough to like the game. When did I ever say you were I understand how the game like works. It. You just admitted He's just upset because he wants a buddy to watch football with him and I won't. I already have one. Her name's Melinda. I know, and she's much better. That's why I'm saying watch it with her. I don't. I like I fights. Do. We'll watch I fights do. together. All right. Anyway. All right. Sorry, Cynthia. Sorry about this. This always. We're moving on. I'll let you guys handle that later. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so back to the star so of the show. So back to it. Back to it, Cynthia. Um. <laughs> so, as you begin to gain gain more experience on the violin, and you were moving forward. Did you know where you were going to end up? Did you know you were going to be doing what you were doing to just kind of ride the wave? And Yeah, I didn't know what I was going to be doing. Or, well, yeah, I definitely didn't know what I was going to be doing. But I didn't think what I'm doing now was an option until I started doing it. Hmm. And I think that's a problem with conservatory mindset of, like, they, sh- they kind of teach you that you can be in an orchestra, you can teach... And that's it, right? There's like, there's no talk about being a session musician unless you're at Berkeley or you're studying jazz. Um, I just didn't know it was an option until I like started meeting people that were doing it, and I just started doing it. Wow. Excuse me. Um, yeah, I felt the same way. Like I would have been a session guitar player back in my early 20s i would have started if i would have known i just didn't know you could do that you would have showered more it's like you know could have got more gigs that way no but (laughs) (laughs) but you're i this is really powerful like when you're talking about like just meeting other people this is why uh you know i think you're part of this yeah this is why you're here you mentioning you being on a lot of people are going to be like wait a minute you know, I don't just have to be a music teacher. Like I can actually be a career musician. I was, I was like, so sort of downtrodden with that. Like, cause I taught um, both piano and violin for like four years. I was like exclusively teaching. I had my own studio um, kind of while I was finishing my undergrad before I did my master's. And I, I knew that it wasn't right. You know, I was doing it. I liked it, but I didn't love it, and I didn't feel passionate about it. Mm, right. And, and then I went into my master's, and I just felt, like, really disappointed because it was just, okay, well, you need to, like, you either need to be a soloist, which then, you know, you have teachers telling you you can't be a soloist because you didn't go to Juilliard or whatever. Right. <laughs> Or you're going to get a job in an orchestra, which you're probably not going to get a job in an orchestra because they're dying and you didn't go to Juilliard. (laughs) Right. Or you're going to teach. And I was like, cool. So my option is to teach. Like, that's that's not what I want to do. And this was through my whole master's, which I only graduated in. Sorry, my cat is like freaking out. Oh, I didn't even, can't even hear. (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, I graduated in 2019 with my master's. Um, oh, wow. And I wasn't doing any session work. I wasn't doing anything remotely. Like, <clears throat> sorry, what I'm doing now. I was still on the path of, well, I'm going to audition for orchestras and I'm probably not going to get in, so I'm probably going to teach. That's what I was doing. Um, and there was a moment that I come back to. So I, I met my husband right around the last year of my master's. And he's a session guitarist and producer, musician. Sounds like a cool guy. Yeah. His name's also Ryan. Um, it's spelled R-Y-A-N. I like him already. Says a lot about a guy. Really does. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, he could tell you more at some point, but um, 
yeah, so I met him and he, you know, asked me if I wanted to come play on a record. I was finishing my master's. We didn't, I didn't do it. Uh, I didn't have time. And I also was like, what does that even mean? Right. You know, hmm. know what that would look like. I'm, I was scared. Like, I'm not going to have sheet music in front of me. What am I going to do? Um, because you're so like boxed in to mm. you go, you show up at rehearsal, you read from the page, you practice what's on the page. It has to be perfect. That's it. Um, so I did my master's recital in, I think, April of 2019. And the next day we went and had like an arranging session for a set of shows we were going to do with this artist, Heather Maloney. And I was going to put together a string quartet and we were going to come up with arrangements. And I remember the day of my recital, I was, I felt awful. I was like, this does not feel right. I'm stressed out. I'm terrified. This is not going to go well, blah, 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 blah. And then at the arrangement session, I'd never done anything like this before, but it felt right. You know what I mean? And yeah. it was this moment of like, am I allowed to curse? <laughs> oh yeah. Hell yeah. You're allowed to express yourself, express yourself the way you, you need see to. fit. Okay. Um, it was just this like, oh shit moment of this is cool. And like, this is something I've never done before, but it feels it ju it's just locking in, you know? Huh. And so that was just the arrangement session, little arrangement session. And then we did the first show and I was like, wow, this is it. You know, this is the thing. Yeah, that's a, that's an awesome moment. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, I, I feel like it's important too. Like, why do you think all these people that are supposed to be teachers and mentors are looking for all the reasons why you can't do something and they're telling you those instead of the reasons why you can <laughs> because they didn't um oh sorry, yeah I'm really jaded about this no they're there's a bit of projection there there's no way it's not they just they You're themselves right. didn't know anyone that, yeah. that could succeed in this way they themselves didn't have the knowledge so they think the knowledge doesn't exist yeah i I remember telling my, so my teacher throughout my master's, um, I think she's a great teacher in a lot of aspects and for a lot of people, but not for, it wasn't, it, it wasn't the right match. Um, and I think, you know, she wanted me to stay and like do a artist certificate or like teach at a nearby school and like kind of still be involved in the program. And I remember when I told her I was moving to LA she was like, do you have a job? I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to do session work. She was like, she, she seemed so confused by like, she didn't even know what it meant, you know? Um, yeah. And I was just like, well, I'm just, I'm just doing this thing. You know, I'm just doing it. It sounds like you were finally able to f with this, find something that you could be as creative as you wanted to, as free as you wanted to, but yet still have, it's but it's still formal in a way but not you know like you said it's not give me a sheet of music and i'm going to play exactly this every time and it has to be perfect totally there's when i do like arrangements there's um a piece of improvisation you know where i'll where i'm figuring out what i'm going to be playing and i'm just kind of i'll put the track on and i'll just play through and it see if a cool part comes out and but then I'm definitely writing parts, you know, but there isn't an, an element of improvisation in the beginning stages of that, for sure. Do you think that that's important for every musician to get them time to just be free and just improvise? Because I know a lot in the classical world, I don't know how often that happens for a lot of musicians. Yeah, and it's got to be frustrating on some level, right? It was really scary to me, like, even a year ago or you know it's it's getting more comfortable but especially when i'm around people that do that all the time you know that that can just sit down and play i you know 
you can't just sit down. You don't just sit down and play with a string quartet, you know. And hmm. you can improvise mood and color and like communicate with each other. But I would always go to, you know, say like a jazz improv, and they're just having so much fun, you know. And it's like, where's, are, why aren't we having fun? Like you, you go to an orchestra concert and everybody's just sitting up straight. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> Don't you think like uptight? Anik really uh really yeah. helped us enter that world and really yeah, it's like wow, it's still kind of antiquated it's in the way that there are there's competitions yeah. and there's these this old school mentality doing things. I, I don't understand why like public education when it comes to music and arts, like there should be a, a grooving jazz band somewhere in that building that's just people are noodling. Well, there, there you know? is like when I was doing my master's, there's a there's a jazz program, too, but we don't hang out. We don't talk like, yeah, there's no like mixer dance for the mixer huh. dance. Jazz <laughs> yeah. That's a great idea. Well, no, I mean, the, but this should be at the earliest, like in elementary school. Yeah. It should be there. Uh, all kinds of music from all around the world. This should be a hub, you know, because if if you have the option to go learn about the violin or i don't know the electric harp which is an instrument i didn't know existed until recently uh because we met a professional like it, it, it's just <laughs> i mean there's i don't know what i would have picked now like i've my my horizons have been broadened just because of the show I, I like i don't even know anymore I, I love so many instruments it's hard to pick one you know well let me ask you guys this don't you feel like we're not getting enough of you can write music just as good as anyone else we're getting the you can play other people's stuff yeah but you, can't but you can't, can't you can't do your own thing like you're only certain people have that gift when it's like well we haven't been taught to use that gift or we're not encouraged to use that gift mm. right yeah i so like i was saying you know my husband is from the opposite side of the spectrum of like all of his experience he's been playing guitar since he was three he's been doing shows since he was like 12. Wow. And is just an incredible like improviser and has a better ear than anybody I ever went to school with, which says a lot because Yeah, really, right. He's just it's all from experience. All That reminds me of my Ryan too. Sorry. <laughs> oh my god, wait, are you my husband? <laughs> no. No, it's weird. But no, he does. He does. And he didn't get oh the same kind of training as a, as a lot of my friends, but like his ear is insane. Well, no, That's amazing constantly blown away and so we have these discussions about music and they're so we come from such different sides and I remember the first time you know I, I'd seen him I'd seen him play and he'd seen me in orchestras and stuff and the first time that he was like let's just play like get out of your instrument let's just play and I was like what I was like what do you mean what do you want to play you got music for me like terrified and you know then it's like okay here's the chord progression and i'm like playing like the root of each chord because i'm just stuck like i'm just paralyzed and i think you put a lot of classical musicians you put most classical musicians in that position they're going to do the same thing man you know it's like never thought about that if you take your take your thumb hold it up like thumbs up and then you take your opposite hand you point out with your next yeah you you've seen this then yeah, the first time I tried this, where I switched my thumb and index, I thought my head was going to explode. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the most horrible thing I've ever had to do. In my I hate this. This is great podcasting, by the way. Great podcasting. <laughs> what? I can't do that. Oh, I can do that. Okay. I just, <laughs> woo, that's hard. Okay, so you, you have, you're holding up an okay symbol where the one hand is three fingers up with, uh, with the index and the thumb holding the O. And then on your other hand, you're holding up like a peace sign. And then you're switching. Yeah. Do you see how I physically cannot do that in the moment here until I, ah, it's hard. It's, it's something to do with like right brain, left brain. Yeah. Look at this. I've heard that, that you're literally forging a new neural pathway Correct. that doesn't exist and it's going to be painful. You took for my a point, while. folks. This is literally the thing. Well, actually, it's not that you took my point. You weren't so long winded. It's not that you took my point. Either. Do you see how he finishes my sentences? It's great. He knows what I'm thinking. I love it. Uh, <laughs> if you if you'd like to think that you want to make it creepy and weird, it's yeah, not creepy. Right. It's fun. I just love that we're in sync, bro. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like, 
you're when you sit down as a classical because i went through this i remember are you a classically trained musician you everyone knows yes okay. i've mentioned it 80 times the <laughs> but like i remember that feeling you yeah. know yeah and what i noticed was um so then after my master's i i started playing viola because i was like i'm gonna i don't know i'm gonna learn viola um which has been great because now i can do both um and I found that when we would sit down and just jam, that I was so much more free on the viola because I didn't have this like baggage of yeah on me. I was like, oh, I can just play stuff um, and not be so in my head about this isn't perfect, you know, which is what I was constantly thinking all through school. You know, it's like, it's either perfect or it's wrong. It almost seems like it's useful to have that experience. Like, cause I, I, this is exactly what I went through with the, the guitar and the piano. You know, I was stuck in this mindset on the piano yeah. and I had a, a music is this thing. Right. And then I picked up the guitar. I, I, you know, I heard stuff on the radio. I heard punk rock, you know, picked up my friend's uh, Stratocaster and I was like, wait a minute, you know, this is different. This is so I can do anything here. I'm free. You know, and, and I, I could use my knowledge of music that I learned and I could try to just like mix it with this other thing and it it creates a whole new pathway. Isn't it freeing to be able to do that? Absolutely. And, and the more I did that on the, viol on the viola, the more I was able to kind of break through that fear on the violin too. Yeah. 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 Actually playing guitar with this guy has made me a better pianist. But it's just like, well, in terms of like me, what I couldn't do in the piano I can do now because I've learned how to improvise on the guitar, you know, like soloing stuff like that. And now on the piano, because I already had those built in muscle memory for years and years of practice. Like now, if I want to play a guitar, like solo on the piano, I have that in my head somewhere. Whereas I felt it, this was completely, uh, there was a time when I would have thought it was completely inaccessible to me, like because of the way I was taught, you know, I'm so glad you point. That's so cool that it's literally from the violin to the, it's like almost the same instrument. Yeah. but not yeah you know there was something that wasn't like held down by all these years of like perfection right you know Cynthia you made me realize what I think the reason why I didn't like the piano is because of that fear that came with going to the lesson right mm -hmm. you have this piece okay Ryan you need to learn this by next week so it's not fun it's like if i show up and i don't get every note right i know that it's just gonna make me feel like crap and i'm scared that i'm gonna mess up while i'm playing it's like it's this isn't the way that you should learn how to play an instrument where you're fearing to hit a wrong note so bad that it yeah. just ruins the whole experience that's the way everybody's learning how to play an instrument yeah. so, you know unless you're just doing it like unless you're just you know, there are some teachers, I think, that, and more so with guitar, right, because it's, it's a quote-unquote cooler instrument, right, where you're... you're I completely disagree. Gonna, yeah, me too, but... Um, <laughs> you're you're be, right, it is cooler. Solos it's cooler. Like. Let's just, he has to hear me say it, so get off my case. It is a cooler instrument, Ryan. It, it's, it benefits from the association of, with rock and roll, that's all right. it is. Jimi Hendrix. It's an aesthetically cooler instrument. Yeah. Right? Um, and you're going to be playing jazz and you're going to be playing cool solos and through an amp and like, it's going to sound sick. Um, so I think teachers are more willing to teach people like kids how to improv and, you know, learn theory, um, instead of just like learn this Bach fugue. I'm not going to tell you why, um, it's a fugue, but you got to play it perfect next week. <laughs> now imagine if a piano teacher, you know, that student comes and they just set them at the piano and say, have fun, make some noise. Yeah. See what happens. Observe them, see what they're prone to do based on what they figure out on their own. And then maybe suggest pieces to them that fit. Like if they can't think of a song they love to play, to figure out, you can teach them that. Imagine if you just said, hey, here's this song. You probably would like it because it has these big chords. You know, maybe you're going to like Rachmaninoff. I don't know. Uh, or, or whatever. Like you pick, pick whoever. Um, yeah. Like imagine if we just had this approach 
with learning everything. Yeah. You know? It's a fear, that fear of screwing up. And then you associate screwing up with, I'm not meant for this or I'm not good enough. How many kids quit because of that fear and they mess up and they're like, I can't do this. Yeah. When they, they could have been the best whatever in the world, right? Yeah. Sad. There was, there was a moment. Um, so I was, I think like a freshman in high school, I was still playing piano, but I was also playing violin. I didn't really, really switch to violin until after high school. Um, and I was in jazz band as, you know, cause I was good at reading music. So they'd give me core and I was good at theory so I could read charts. Couldn't improv, never improv. Don't want don't want to hear about it. Um, and I remember one time, I think it was, I think it was just a rehearsal, but it might have been during like a showcase thing. And all of a sudden the teacher went, piano solo. And I just played scales. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, what does that even mean? You know, there was no, I just never had done that, anything like that before. There was no reference point whatsoever. Right. I know what sounds cool, but I can't do it. Like. I have no framework for that. Yeah, it's it's like there's a happy uh, there's got to be a happy medium, right? And, uh, the like people that pick up a guitar and just the way I did and just go for it, right? And then people that are classically trained, like there's got to be a happy medium, right? Right. And I think, yeah, that would be better for everyone. I almost feel like you know? the the theory stuff can come later. I mean, really what you want to teach kids is like a feel for like, you can't really teach feel, but you want to give them the opportunity to feel the music first. So yeah. important. Yeah. I think, I think theory should come as a part of learning your instrument, you know, like, why does this sound the way it does? Or like, you know, what, what is this piece? Like the classic, like, how does this piece make you feel? And it's like, Oh, happy. It's, it's in major, you know, whatever. And love those majors that, you know, yeah. yeah. Th look at, think about it this way. When you're learning a new language, what's the best way to learn that new language? You do it like a toddler. You sort yeah. of jump in, you learn words, you play. And then after that, you know, the, the written, stuff comes right you know you're already speaking english by the time that you start learning how to spell english words you know if that's your first language and it's the same thing with learning i mean music is like it's the same thing same concept you know like you don't stick a toddler in a classroom and sit them down with like write eight paragraphs and whatever in chinese <laughs> and if you mess if one word is wrong yeah you misspell a word you know then you're like, wrong you yeah. messed it up you messed it up you did a bad thing you know, to a kid, that's just devastating, you know? Well, that's, um, yeah, I mean, learning a language by immersion, right? And music is a language. I, so that's like the Suzuki method, which I, I don't agree with a lot of the other aspects of it, but that's one of the main things is like, Suzuki is about like teaching by rote, right? So you, you hear something and you play it back. Um, and it's based around the idea that like, like you just said, like children learn their first language just kind of intuitively by being around it. Um, so that's one thing I agree with, with the Suzuki method. Yeah. <laughs> Cynthia, was there a moment, I know you talked about, uh, it just felt right when you were just doing your thing at that session. Has there been any other moments where you're like, okay, I know I'm doing the right thing. Like any other poignant moments that you had? that you felt were um, pivotal maybe? Yeah, definitely the first couple shows I did um, that weren't like written music on a stand shows that were, I came up with parts and I'm playing them with a band and it's, you know, I'm having fun on stage. And then I think, you know, recording at home um, and like learning how to track in, in Pro Tools and like being able to, run a session and finish and deliver a project by myself and like mm -hmm. arrange record track you know all the things like being really self-sufficient in that it just feel it just like felt really good 
what kind of projects do you do you take anything like what what appeals to you if someone approaches you and like cynthia i want you to take part in this is there anything particular that you're looking for you just do you just open to everything right now i'm pretty open um i my husband and i are currently doing like some more film scoring oh cool fun um we recently did strings for this horror short called the ballerina um our friend our two friends uh have this channel called social house films and they make a horror short like once a month and they sent it to us and i was like yeah let's we can totally throw some some live strings over kind of at, at pivotal moments um it's it's cool to like see the youtube comments that are like oh my god the music and like the music makes this or like that that cello hit at 249 is like epic you know I'm right like, cool. um so we're starting to get into more stuff like that, but really anything. I mean, I do like pop music, indie, rock, metal, classical. I still do some classical arrangements, um, film scoring, video games. It's all over the map, which is awesome. That's cool. Like not knowing what your next adventure is going to be. It's got to be a really awesome place to be. Totally. Yeah, it's it's really exciting. Look how different your mentality is from, I think it was the teacher you mentioned or whatever, but like. That wanted to cage you. Yeah. Look at all the opportunities. It's like there's literally an abundance of opportunities in all those different genres you just listed. Yeah. Instead of just you need to play one Bach, you need to play, you need to find a romantic style piece. You need to mo a modern piece. It's like there's so much more out there, you know. Well, you, you brought up. A fantastic point which was coming from a scarcity mentality as opposed to coming from an abundance mentality it's like yeah. when you change that and you come from the abundance mentality it's like the the opportunity is really infinite absolutely and i think that's that's an important thing for musicians to understand that if you want to do it the opportunity will find you would you agree with that absolutely and especially with strings it's like it's been so cool to figure out for each song or piece that I do in each genre, like how do strings function and how that changes like so fluidly from one project to the next. It shows you how versatile the, the instrument is. Totally. It's really versatile. Yeah. It's not just like this song is a ballad, therefore it needs strings. It's like, no, how do you, how do you figure out how you want strings to function and how they're going to fit into the rest of the thing, you know? Mm -hmm. I guess it's the whole idea of not putting labels or restrictions on anything, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know why our society is so bad on wanting to label things and say, you can only do this with this and this can only be this. It's like, why do we do that? I just, I don't see how it's productive. Strings are dramatic and romantic and that's it, right? Right, exactly. Strings are active and they're exciting and they're, um, they can be quirky. Like they can add so much in so many different ways. You just have to figure out what's right for the thing you're doing. Right. It's like, and then like you talked about the, well, strings aren't cool. You know the string section isn't cool but it's like how many heavy metal and rock songs have an awesome string section that takes the song to the next level if it's cool enough so for metallica <laughs> yeah, yeah the snm album that metallica did i'm pretty sure that pretty was cool sure. i'm pretty sure guns and roses <laughs> didn't have a problem with strings <laughs> yeah it's just you know? <laughs> what about cashmere cashmere by oh, yeah. Zeppelin, you oh know? yeah oh, that string man. section takes Woo. it to the next level you know oh that's a good one it's best one of the best all time yeah labels they're a potent thing, man. Amazing. Really potent thing. Uh, so when you make music, Cynthia, is there like a, does it really depend on, on the project or is there something that you're always trying to convey ultimately in what you do? Oh, interesting question. Um, I think it changes every time. Um, and I think it also, I also really try to connect with the lyric or like I said, how the artist wants strings to function. Um, 
And I think I'm often trying to convey like how versatile strings are, like what we were just talking about, um, to kind of build a portfolio that shows like strings can add so much in so many different ways, you know? Um, yeah, so it's really just what we were, what we were talking about earlier. So I have a question. I'm curious about like where you draw inspiration or, or I, I should say maybe musical taste is what I'm thinking. Cause like when you're not producing music, if you're listening to music, let's say, um, I'm curious both about what you, what you actually like to listen to, what, where you draw some of the inspiration from, if you do draw. And then I have, I have a related, but second question to that is what, what music do you and your husband actually agree on and listen to and both enjoy? I'm curious about that too. <laughs> We try to, we try to really, I know I hate people that like, listen to everything, um, but you have to, <laughs> yeah. you have to, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, then maybe what's in the rotation these days or recently, it's probably the best way to do it then. Oh man. Um, all right. Let me think about this. There's a lot of like weird, I think we like weird stuff, you know? Weird like, stuff? There's this artist uh, called Caribou that has oh, a record. Caribou. Yeah, um, that's a record that's like on rotation for sure. Um, our buddy Ethan Gruska is an incredible singer-songwriter. Ethan. Ethan Gruska. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we have a lot of incredibly talented friends, so we, <laughs> we definitely like that's a cool thing oh wait so you guys are like jamming on your friends music and stuff like that we're just like always listening it, it, it always winds up that we're listening to to a friend's album that's know? cool um it, i don't know if you know the band dawes no they're definitely like they're our very good friends and they're also Sounds familiar we'll have to check it out the best band that's around right now <laughs> um, yeah it's yeah. I mean, we kind of do the cool, same, man. <laughs> I do the same thing. I like listening to my friend's music. It's fun. It's fun. It's really fun to do. It's fun. When you it, know the person. It's it, fun. Yeah. Also, I, I feel like if you know them, it's, it's almost more meaningful because you can feel them coming through and like there's certain quirks you could probably be like, oh yeah, that's totally so-and-so coming through there, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And then, you know, and then you get to work with these people that you've like maybe listen to their music for years already and it's so cool yeah <laughs> that's collaborating amazing. with collaboration ah, that's great is an awesome moment i'm sure yeah it's it's so like fulfilling in a way that school was not <laughs> <laughs> isn't it funny like yeah i just there's some things that are fundamentally flawed in the education system. And fundamentally I, flawed? I don't know what to do about it. What do you think is fundamentally flawed? Well, this whole idea, like the fear-based learning thing is just not, I understand it's necessary, right? To play certain things in a certain way, but. Sure, yeah. Well, it bleeds into the corporate world too. You know, I had a, um, a VP, like actually in a sales meeting, speak to, you know, whatever, 50 to 100 grown adults and tell them about how you know sometimes you need the carrot and sometimes you need the stick and i'm like hi i'm not a horse yeah hello i'm a human hi yeah. you don't need to you don't need to incentivize me with fear to perform well just treat me well and pay me good super simple you know <laughs> but in, what is, why what is that like i don't i don't know man you know, like, like i don't know <sighs> i wish i did <laughs> yeah i think so much of our society is, is based on that but it's a different podcast, I guess. Right. It, you know what it Nothing's is? off limits. It's I'm just, uh, that's the most powerful motivator. Yeah. I mean, you can trigger that in anyone, so. But what about, like, gratification? And, like, yeah. you know, like. Yeah. Fulfillment. How about that instead? Yeah. Yeah, right, Cynthia. God forbid that people are happy, you know. <laughs> uh, well, you know, the, the thing is, what do most of us want to do? Do we, do any of us want to go to, do any of us really want to go to that job? Do any of us really want to? I mean, some of us do, I guess. Most as human beings, most of the time, what we want to do is eat, play music, dance. You know, when we're not, whatever, 
building the species, growing the species, let's say, or we're not eating, what else are we? Growing. We just want to dance and make music. Yeah, totally. Around bonfires with drums. Oh boy, here we go. With no, I, come on, man. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Your ancestors were on the. Cynthia, <laughs> if people want you to play on their music, if you want people to hear your music that's out, where, where would you direct them? Um, my Instagram uh, is, I think, Cynthia.Tolson. And I have a website. I have a link on there that takes you to a list of videos that I've played on and then also a Spotify playlist. Um, yeah, but I am, I want to play on as many different things as possible. So, well, you might be getting a phone call from us in Rockstar. the near future. <laughs> um, do you have any, uh, anything you'd like to tell the beautiful listeners around the world before we let you off the hook here? Oh man. I don't know. We, we've said so much. I think, just don't just be like complacent in what you're doing. Like take, take risks, I think is really important because you might find something that makes you happier, you know? And like, you might find something and go, oh, this is what I was supposed to be doing. Where if you just stayed in your little lane, you wouldn't have found that. Sounds really preachy. I'm sorry. No, that's no, that was wonderful. You know, if someone would have told me that when I was younger, that would have changed my life. So just do what feels good, you know? Amen. Amen. Yeah. Heck yeah. Thank you, Cynthia. Yeah, of course. Thank you for telling your story. Thank you for imparting wisdom. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks for being real. Folks, you know where to find us. We have, we have one last item on the agenda here for, to close out this meeting. Here, hold on one second. Just kind of one. Just move, rumble, rumble, move around. Are you going to play the the right? You're going to play the ending out the ending. You know what? Dude? Okay. You know time. what? Those baby arms talk a lot of smack. Okay. <laughs> baby right. arms. Yeah, baby arms. Let's go. <laughs> we love you all. Bye.